Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard. Today, we have with us Chase Williams. I've been so excited because she is all things fitness, and she's a mom, and so she gets to struggle. She understands what it's like to have 20,000 things that you have to do, toddlers pulling at your feet, and you still have to take care of yourself. So today, we're going to be talking all about successfully balancing mom life and fit life. So welcome, Chase. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for opening up the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been thrilled, thrilled for this conversation because I know um, I am one of those people that is just like flex with when it comes to like consistently working out. So I've been excited to see what techniques and things you have for us today. Um, So to start off, tell everybody a little bit more about what you do. You've been professional fitness coach for over 11 years now. So what um, goes into all of that? What is like the details of being a fitness coach? Oh, for sure. Details, details. I love details. But I guess to simplify it, it really is just working. I personally work with women, high achieving um, mamas, and to create a sustainability in their home um, as well as their fitness and nutrition journey. And so when it when you talk about the details, it really is just simplifying the process to minimize that overwhelming feeling that we look at when we go to Google or we start following people on Instagram. And it creates this really in-depth overwhelming feeling. And some people tend to get like an anxiety feeling around it. And so where I come in as a coach is I meet a client where they're at. Again, I work with mamas, but I meet them where they're at in concerns to their fitness and nutrition journey. And then they too are now able to have a fluid, easy build upon process that simplifies uh, the way for them to get the results that they're wanting. Oh, cool. So when you said that it's like all about home, what does that mean then? Is this like a workout that moms are able to do from the comfort of their own home or do they need a gym membership? What does that look like? Yeah. So everything that I program is done from the house. Awesome. I don't, I understand what it's like, especially when we've got little people in the home where that added 15 minute drive or eight minute drive to a gym or eight minute drive back or even loading the kids up. Cause it takes about 30 minutes to load a kids up for the car anyways. Yeah. <laughs> No one wants to add more chaos to the process. And so everything that I have designed works hand in hand with a mom and where they're at in their phase of life and at home workouts is where it's at. And so it really just boils down to creating processes that make their routines easier. It minimizes, as I said earlier, that overwhelming feeling and it's time saving. So then they're not having to spend more time failing or not being successful in the space. I then just come in and say, hey, here are the things that work and how to make it achievable for your space and your processes and you're getting to the results you want without making it more difficult. 
And so then in turn, when I say home, it really is to be able to help moms create this health and wellness, you know, lifestyle to where it's so natural in their home that kids then are able to learn from what their parents are doing. Oh, and so it becomes that. normal. Yes. <laughs> normal conversation with um, like how they look at food or conversation around food or even changing up their mindset around, you know, good food and bad food. I hate those two. I hate putting them in categories because <laughs> I don't believe that there is good food and bad food. There's always good, better, best. Right. And so um, really just paying attention to how their thought processes it are or is, I guess, kind of what they think as a mom and then changing up to making sure that it is a sustainable way of living that keeps their body a temple, right? The way God designed us, like God already created our earth to have all the things we need. And so really just teaching and kind of flipping some of the cultural ways or so the way that society has taught us like as we've been growing up and really switching it back into what did God do or how what was this plan for us and you know he already gave us all the amazing whole food opportunities you know yes and so really just starting to look at the process differently so then that we as parents can teach our kids um because they're going to be leading our country in the next 20 30 40 years Right. Yes. And so um, making sure that we are creating, making it easier for them so that they're not going through the difficult things that we've had to go through. Yeah. Love it. So when you talk about like nutrition and, and handing it down to your kids, like I want to dive into that more. But first, I want to kind of uh, <laughs> address the elephant in the room. Anytime we start talking about nutrition, always in the back of my mind, and I'm sure there's people listening today, there's always something like, okay. But really, I'm going to have to give up this and this and this. And really, I'm going to have to cut out all these things. So I love that you said there's no good and bad food. It's good, better, best. So how it, just one little tip for those listening, like what can they start doing right now to start identifying that model in their life instead of feeling like they have to cut out a whole bunch of stuff that they enjoy in order to have a body that they enjoy? How can they have both and put that in a way that? works for them right now. Yeah. Uh, that kind of tears me up because it, I know you said do it quickly. <laughs> oh no, that's great. But I think, yeah, I think that the quickest way to put it into an understanding to where then you start shifting how you're looking at the food is what I teach inside my fitness program is if God created it, we consume it. And like, it really does change like how you look at the types of foods you're consuming. And I even ask like, that's verbiage and a, a statement we use in my household. And even my kids are like, did God make this? Did God make this? Did God make this? And so they're constantly asking that question. And then also too, like it helps you look at the foods differently. And so when I say like going to the whole foods process, like, some people get overwhelmed because all, there's boxes in the grocery store that says whole foods or <laughs> whole grain or whatever. And then you're like, I'm not sure what to do here. And so again, that phrase, that statement really just minimizes that, again, the overwhelming feeling where if you just stick to the God create it, we consume it. And that would really change up how you start looking at food. Oh, love it. Love it. Okay. So why the heck did you get into being 
a professional fitness coach? Like, was this dream chase idea as a little three-year-old that you always wanted to do it? Or where did this dream come from? Okay. Yeah. So it started with, to be honest, when I was a little three-year-old, I love that you asked that question because my, I have a seven-year-old now and she's like, I want to be a singer. So I was either going to be the next Julia Roberts (laughs) or I was going to be uh, the next Trisha Yearwood. So I was either going to be singing or performing in some sort of way. Not to say that coaching does that, but (laughs) it did start transitioning into, I went from, you know, I did a lot of theater growing up and being in front of people, being with people, talking to people has always been something that naturally came about. And then middle school came around, transitioned into cheerleading. And then I did cheer. I cheered through, you know, high school. Um, and from there, that turned into now I'm coaching gymnastics and cheerleading. So I really started to love that being in front of people, leading them, walking with them, seeing their progress. And so it really went from I'm going to be on stage to I'm now in front of a group of people to now I'm like loving seeing their progress. And it starts progressing into now here I am 11 years later. Um, after I even called my mom, I remember calling my mom saying, I'm going to get my personal trainer certification. And she's like, how is that lining up with, because I went to art school. I know I bounced around here for a second, but I went to art school, like thinking I was going to do magazine designs and, you know, back in the early 2000s where magazines were still cool. And I thought that that was like what I was going to do. And then I called my mom one day and I was like, I'm going to get my personal trainer certification. And she's like, what? Like, how is this aligning with what you say you want to do? So of course, as a, you know, I think back on probably the things going through my mom's brain at that point, but it really was like since the beginning, like being in front of people, coaching them, leading them. And it really just turned into here we are today now coaching and having my own, you know, coaching program. Ah, love it. So I want to humanize this a little bit though, because hearing this, I think a lot of people kind of see it as, okay, you were fit in the beginning, you stayed fit, you became a mom, it was always easy for you. Like you've never had the struggle. So tell us a little bit about like, through pregnancies, through the toddler stages, like, what was it like for you um, having that fitness background and then coming into a world where your body had stretched and adjusted and changed so much? Like, was that adjustment hard? What were the things that helped you Yeah. So I would say there's the pre kids, pre marriage version that I, I was not healthy. And so, as you said, like a lot of people do think they're like, well, you were a cheerleader or you did, you know, athletics and you were fit as a, you know, growing up and looking back, like I was never, I was, you know, I always just was normal, I guess you could say, (laughs) like there was never like, a she's fit or she's skinny, like I was just normal. And I always, you know, even in cheerleading, like I was one of the shorter people, but I was lifting the people because I was super strong and I was really technical and like I was able to do that. And so 
great. But after after high school, you know, a couple of years of college, you spend some time drinking. You know, I was about a. I'm five foot, and so if this kind of puts a visual into you know some of your listeners, I was around 155 pounds at like five foot, and I'm smaller framed, and so that space was really hard. Yeah. And so when you say like, you've always been fit or you always knew what to do. No, I didn't. Like I grew up in the like ages of slim fast was healthy, you know, <laughs> like go have slim fast or pop in a lean cuisine. And that's what I did through college. Like I remember doing both of those things, thinking they're going to help me or they're, they're good for you or whatever, but God didn't make either one of those. So back to my original statement, like if God made it, we consume it. And so, you know, after, you know, hitting that weight and really just being, I think one time I, I saw a photo of me and I was at my dad's house and I recently posted this on Instagram and people were like, that's not you. And I'm like, yes, it was like, that was totally me. <laughs> and it really was like, at that point, I saw the photo with me and my brothers at my dad's house. And I was like, no, this is not this is not healthy. And um, did I have it all figured out at that point? No, I tried a whole bunch of shake programs, I went and did all the things. And so when people come into my program, I'm like, hey, I did all the things for you. So now you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> like, I will tell you what didn't work and why it didn't work. And here's how you can quickly, I, I hate to use the word quickly, because it's if you want sustainability quickly is not the answer. Yeah. Um, learning, implementing, and uh, having a strategic process is the answer. However, I could say don't do these things because they don't work. Yeah, yeah, you could term. save people and a so, lot of time from like the exactly. years that they would spend on trying all these different things that obviously aren't going to work. Correct. And so I come in and kind of you know support that. So back to your your question is like, no, I haven't always had it figured out. No, it was never. It wasn't easy. I did the hard things. I tested some stuff out. Like I got to a point where I was super unhappy with how I looked, how my pants fit, how I would sit. And like, I felt like a lump on a log, like <laughs> how I wasn't able to move well. Like all of that was pre-pregnancy. Like that was before I even had kids. Um, yeah. And now you add, here we are, however many, I don't even know the math and the, and the years ends up coming into play here. But <laughs> basically I'm three, I have three girls now. And when I got pregnant with my first one, I was like, I have got to, and that's kind of when some big mental shifts happened because I had lost that weight, um, met my husband, but I lost it in a very unhealthy way. And what I mean by that is I was eating maybe one meal a, a day and drinking like a root 44 sweet tea, um, you know, and that's when like I was skinny, but there was no healthiness to what I, how I had gotten there. And, you know, when I met my husband and I was skinny and like I was leading fitness classes and I looked like I knew what I was doing, but to be honest, like I didn't, I still hadn't figured it out. And that's why like when this you know, after going through or after getting pregnant the first time, I was like, I have got to figure this out because I'm about to lead another human being into this world. And yeah. how am I going to lead this human being if I'm not even able to lead myself well at this point? And so I really just like basically started really figuring it out, like really trying to test some things. 
I did a whole bunch of, again, I've done all the things because I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to know what was the best way for me to be healthy and set a great example for my kids. And I have all three girls, which God knew, like, you're going to have to lead these girls, you know, and so really trying to figure out, like, how am I going to make sure that they have a good, healthy relationship with food, have a healthy relationship with their body and how they look and how God designed them. And like, now I'm having to, again, lead myself and then lead these kids. And it kind of just really changed into a, a process to where I was like, Oh, I've got it figured out. Like people started really asking me, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, well, let me share with you now. And that's kind of how this, well, COVID hit. That's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. But, and then here we are like having an online coaching, you know, program and a actual business company that leads women to um, having sustainable lifestyles in their health and, you know, fitness journey. Oh, that's awesome. And especially with like moms, they, they know in their life, if you're planning on being a mom, if you're ha planning on having more kids, you know, your body is going to change, you know, you're going to gain weight, you know, that that's a huge thing that's coming up. And so being able to have the tools to prepare for it, and to get back to a self that you enjoy being instead of just settling for whatever you have, because you don't know what to do different. So I love this. Okay, so now, with helping your kids, first, I want to ask, what was it that your parents did that enabled you to be fit, to be at least um, have the tools that you needed to get to where you are in the first place? Mm. We were in probably every single activity on the list. <laughs> so when I think back on what my, um, you know, it was mostly my mom, I, I came from a broken home, but um, mostly we were in every single activity known to man. <laughs> and so let you name anything. I probably will say I've done it. <laughs> and so I will say that making sure it's a normal conversation, especially in concerns to movement or activity. I, um, and we do the same thing in our household now, but growing up, it really was, okay, we're going to do this sport this season? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do we want to continue? And it was, there was always conversation around movement. Uh, there was also always some sort of activity that we were doing. My, we used to go hiking as a family. We used to do things that was fun, you know, where we were outside, we were, you know, doing four wheelers or whatever. And so really just looking back on how my mom generated the the space and then also to how she led herself. And so I remember being like five years old, five or six, and we're in this huge gymnasium. And I'm like, what are we doing in here? And my mom's up there like doing jazzercise on like one of those little step block things. So I'm like, yeah, not that I knew back then that it meant anything, but it was always around. And so when it came to now trying to figure it out, like for sustainability, like how do I do this long term? My mom still works out, you know, three to four times a week. And it's always part of what we do. And yeah. it's always part of what we do with the kids now, like even me as an adult. And so having someone embody and set and lead me well is kind of where it started. And then again, doing all the 
all the activities known to man. And then that's really kind of just turned it into now this is how I'm going to lead my kids is they will do all the activities as well. And we will just figure it out as we go. Yeah, I love it. So one of the things that I was hearing as you were saying that is when um, as our parents, a lot of times we think, okay, I have to have it all together. I have to know all the pieces. And I think it's really helpful to realize like your mom even though she didn't know exactly the perfect uh, fitness routine or anything or the nutrition or anything like that, because she set an example of what she could do of what she could put into place for your kids or for her kids, then you were able to grow up with enough information to stand on that, grow something more from it and learn and develop the program that you have today. And I think that's super helpful and important for every parent to remember and realize Like if you feel like you are not perfect in every single area of life, that's okay. That's normal. That's human. That's not meaning that you're a failing parent. Like it is okay to realize what you are providing for your kids is a foundation that will enable them do what you can. And that will enable them to learn from it, find the gaps, figure out what's important to them. And they will be able to create amazing programs like this one, just because you showed up the best way you could. So um, I wanted to ask with like, you kind of shared a little bit too. Sorry, you're getting all teary eyed and it's making me. <laughs> we'll just sit here and cry together. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask too, you've kind of touched on it a little bit of just having it be a part of your normal conversation with your kids. And that's how you're passing that tradition down this healthy, um, awareness and, nutritional values and everything like that. So if this isn't a normal conversation, people can start asking their kids, um, is it something God made? But there's a lot of food that we consume that isn't just homegrown out of the ground. So what can parents start doing right now to, to bring awareness to the food conversation to their kids, but not make it be a a thing of guilt or a, where they have to worry of, okay, am I having this conversation in a way that's making my kids super self-conscious about everything they eat? So how, how have you been able to do that and pass that kind of a healthy mindset to your kids? I love it. So I'm going to probably put this into two different parts. Uh, The first part is going to be the verbiage part. And then the second part is going to be like how to adjust their foods. Because, um, and so what can I talk about both of those? Okay. The first piece is the verbiage and the conversation. And we really, when it comes to discussing the types of foods we're eating, when it comes to sugar or breads, or, you know, if God made it or not made it, like all of those types of conversations, there's never a place of shame. It doesn't come from a place of guilt. It doesn't come from a place of like, you can't have, or that is bad. As I said earlier, like putting things into categories is not a healthy way to mentally process that. And so when it comes to the conversation, it really is talking about what the food does to the body. Example, you know, um, let me just go for all of the green foods. I have younger kids. And so this is like kind of something we talked about like yesterday. (laughs) So when you have green foods, green foods does good for your digestive process to allow you to poop well. 
And so now it's all this like at dinner table, we're having conversations about poop, but it's important. Like we want to make sure our gut is working properly, right? And so just teaching them what the categories do and what the colored foods do, um, you know, where it talks about like vitamin C or, you know, or whatever, yeah. uh, those kind of categories. So then they start to understand, oh, or like, you know, protein, right? So what does protein do? Well, our, as we move throughout the day, our, our muscles break down. And so, or if we're strength training, right? So your muscles are breaking down. So now we have to give our body protein in order to rebuild those cells. Of course, you don't have to use that kind of verbiage. It depends on your kid's age. But, you know, our, we just say, hey, what's the protein do? And they make you strong. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and so then you've got the kids sitting there like showing their guns, right? Like their muscle guns. And so <laughs> really just the verbiage is around what the food does to your body. Same thing. And you can even do it with the breads and the sugars. Like what does sugar do to your body? Okay. Well, the difference between a potato and sugar, like the potato or oatmeal, right? is also a carb, but those things are long-term energy, right? You can use those longer for longer periods of time. Sugar, when you eat sugar, it's quick energy. It makes you go really have lots of energy and then you have no energy. And so explaining what they do so that the kids understand when I eat these types of foods, this is how my body responds. Uh -huh. So that's the verbiage and conversation around it. On the other end, some people will be like, well, my kids are really picky, right? Because we hear that often. Yeah. Like my kids don't eat this. My kids don't eat that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Actually, they've been conditioned and trained not to, right? So some things that we've, it takes a lot of work, it takes consistency. And again, back to the verbiage and helping them understand why they have certain foods on their plate. So the biggest thing is, is creating a rainbow on their plate anytime that they're eating. So they aren't eating just one color. Um, that if they have a variety of colors on their plate, they're more okay with seeing a variety. Instead of it always being like, well, my kid only eats carb. I'm like, well, if you constantly put mac and cheese, cereal, um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those kind of <laughs> basic colors, like, of course, they're only or French fries. Like, of course, those are going to be the only things they want to consume is because that's the only thing that the only color palette they see. So yeah. they think it's safe. So now let's switch that and like start adding in some color items into their what their um, plate looks like. So it's not as overwhelming. And then also too, like introducing new foods with a little at a time. Example, yeah. as we, ch and we all, you know, as you start adding in, you know, if you have played that whole beige color plate before, if that's something normal in your everyday, like your kids, like right, if that's what they normally do, then, and you start adding like a broccoli, they're going to be like, what the world? What is this thing on here? It's green. Like green is for trees, you know? And so kind of as you start adding in there, don't overwhelm your kids. And so we get overwhelmed too when we see new things. Like I remember the first time my husband made me try snails. I was like, what <laughs> is this? And um, my point is, is he, you know, as we add them into the, the plates, like do a little at a time. Like adding a little piece of broccoli on there is not going to scare them with the normal stuff they eat. And also too, when you're giving them or creating a meal, 
try not adding every single thing on there, something new, you know, like I wouldn't want to try an entire plate, but if you're going to add some cheese, like, oh, for sure, eat that cheese over there. And so again, just making it to where it's um, a little at a time, it's progressive. It takes a lot of consistency, a lot of conversation and a lot of patience. And, but it also takes you as the adult eating that way. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not setting the, an exa- an example, like there's no way your kid's going to eat the broccoli. If you don't have any broccoli on your plate. <laughs> Strange like, how that works. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They want to be like you. And so if you set that example of this is how we eat and this is why they're going to want to follow suit and they're going to want to, uh, consume in the same manner. Yeah, this is a principle I love when it, it becomes really hard as a mom to constantly be like, okay, how do I address this conversation? How do I do this? How do I make sure my kids understand these things? But with what you're doing of teaching the mom first, helping her understand all the food groups, all of the technicalities, all the nutritional things, of because I feel like for me, I have a basic understanding of things, but I have never taken the time to go deep dive into all the nutritional facts and how everything works and how it reacts with my body. And so because you've done that work, you're able to walk moms through that process, understand, grow their knowledge. And just intuitively, when you grow through the process yourself and understand like your own resistance, what it was like for you, what was overwhelming, what wasn't, it becomes a lot more natural just to have those conversations with the little humans that we surround ourselves with. So I love, I love this principle. So good. Well, Chase, thank you so much for coming. If people are, well, I know people are resonating with what you're saying. So what is the best way for them to find you and get connected into your world? Oh, I love it. Follow me on Instagram, share my reels, comment on my reels. I know, but Instagram is probably the best bet. Uh, Chase Lynn 252 is my handle. And then, um, of course, you can fo- follow and find all my links on there as well. But um, I would love to connect on social because I get to see a little piece of your world and vice versa. Uh, it's definitely a fun platform to play in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chase. I will add those links for everybody to be able to find you easier. So, Thanks again, everybody, for coming, and we will see you all next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all, and we will see you next time.